BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I'm hoping the Big Ten has to modify their system for us. <laughs> Probably like getting grade 10 sandpaper rubbed on your face every day. I mean, we say it all the time, whether, you know, there's two types of turds, you're a sinker or you're a floater, but you're still a turd, right? I mean, um, we're, we're, we are about players and players playing the plays and not necessarily the plays. Welcome to the Varsity Club Podcast. My name is Derek Peterson, and I'm very excited about my guest this week, the starting quarterback at the University of Nebraska, none other than Adrian Martinez. Uh, Adrian, I don't say this just to schmooze you, uh, but with fall camp, everything else going on, I know you're busy right now. It's an honor to have you on the podcast. This is your first time on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time. How are you? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm good. Doing good. As you can tell by my voice, we are right in the middle of fall camp. So uh, just excited to get another season going. Yeah. You're kind of making the rounds a little bit, too. You've got your own podcast. I saw you were on JoJo's podcast. This is yeah. uh, this is becoming a, a natural thing for you. Yeah, 100%. Um, there's something different about podcasts. Uh, it's hard to really put my finger on it right now, but just the nature of it is it's so much more liberating, I'd say, than, than a press conference. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, so you have your own Athletes Unfiltered. Um, anybody that is not subscribed to it already, I don't know what you're doing, but you should subscribe to it. Find it wherever you you listen to podcasts. Adrian has five episodes up uh, with his co-host, Jeff Ekstrom. Um, they're really good. They've had uh, Ty Robinson and Damian Daniels uh, were the most recent guests. They've had JoJo Doman, Cam Jurgens, and then the uh, the two tight ends. Um, Adrian, it's, it's an awesome show, first of all. You are a natural behind the podcast, Mike. Um, it's entertaining. It's also really informative, um, which has been awesome. So, like, good job there, first of all. Um, I appreciate yeah. Yeah, of course. How, how has that experience been? for you so far like what's the experience been like you kind of just touched on it but just like you have your own show you can say what you want talk about what you want what's that like exactly you know sort of what I alluded to earlier it's it's liberating and it's fun to do with the guys you know it's it's such a different uh environment and we could just have you know I, I know it's cliche it's the name of the pod but it is truly unfiltered like we're just having fun talking shop and um it's been so much fun for me and I'm excited to see where it goes. You know, we have a couple others uh, coming out here soon that I think will be really cool, really fun diving into some other sports. So uh, just hearing stories and, and hearing little anecdotes that you wouldn't hear anywhere else. That's awesome. So this is not going to be football focused. You're going to have people from other, other sports yeah. on. Yes, I am. And I think the announcement's coming soon. So, uh, you know, why not break it here? Uh, we're going to have some baseball guys on. They're going to talk a little shop about Arkansas, what that was like, uh, the selection committee. There's some, <laughs> there's some entertaining stuff in there. So I'm excited for that. I'm sure a little bit of conversation about those guys probably feeling a little slighted by what oh, happened. Yeah. So oh, yeah, had a chip on their shoulder. So baseball guys are different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, it, this is, uh, like I said, you, you're, you're a natural at it. Um, 
But one of the things that I think is cool is when we get you in like a, in like a press conference setting, um, you, you're, you're very careful with your words. And that's not to say that you're not careful with your words all the time. You are, you, you, I mean, that's just the way that that's just the way that you are, but I've heard yeah. you swear on your podcast, um, yeah. which is great to hear. <laughs> yeah. I think the podcast allows me to show a little bit more of my, my true nature and a press conference is, it's just so formal. And, you know, no matter where I am, I understand that I represent more than myself, but the podcast with my name attached to it, I can own a little bit more of it. And, and yeah, a little bit more of me comes out. I'm dealing with my teammates. We're kind of just talking the talk and I let it rip. <laughs> it's know? great. It's you had a, uh, you mentioned on your last show that like your dad said something to you about needing to like tone it down a little bit. And I just started laughing because my, uh, my mother-in-law says that to me all the time. Cause I swear pretty bad. And I get that from my mother-in-law all the time. Yeah. I, I heard it from my parents, but Hey, you know, got to keep doing you on the pod. I saw someone, um, I don't remember where I saw it, but I saw some comment recently where somebody said, uh, my kids are going to be allowed to swear as long as they know that it's not intended at someone to harm someone. As long as it's just like swearing, they'll be allowed to swear. It's like, I kind of feel that. I yeah. Feel that kind of get on that train too that makes sense you know i and even now what's what's funny is when i'm around my parents i don't swear i just i don't i can't my my stepsister does she's like 17 she does and it's fine but i just whatever reason there's just a com a comfort level thing i can't do it so maybe that's that's the best endorsement of of the kind of podcast you have is that you are that unfiltered. That's awesome. Are you gonna Are you gonna be one of those guys who goes into uh, broadcast stuff? Are you gonna be like a, a pundit on TV or on radio or, yeah. or anything like that after the football career is over? I'm not sure. You know, if if one of those opportunities came to me, I I think I don't want to say I think it's something I'd love to do. It's something I've always been passionate about, um, and I always envisioned myself doing. It's just a matter of of what sort of comes up and and what I decided to study. Um, in college and graduated with, um, it would have to be a great opportunity for me. And, and maybe that's something I pursue. I'm just not hundred percent sure right now. Fair. You got a, a long time before you have to figure that out too, which is probably nice. Yeah. Hoping so. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about just like NIL stuff in general. So you've, you've mentioned before on, on your podcast and other places and other guys have talked about this too. Um, that with NIL rule changes kind of like suddenly coming into being, um, it's really been a help for you guys to have open doors in your corner. Um, but like for, for other businesses, if they're not dealing with open doors, it kind of feels like they're like, well, I don't really know what to do. I don't know how to approach this. Um, they're kind of flying solo. It's a new frontier for them um, in that regard. And I, I'd kind of imagine it, it feels the same way for yourself, for some of your teammates now with fall camp starting where, you know, like you guys have always had sort of tugs on you in different directions. And, and there's been sort of that time management piece of learning how to do school and football. Now you have this extra thing. Um, it, it, I guess trying to figure out how to keep the focus on football. Well, I'm sure in the back of your mind, you're still like, hey, if someone wants to give me money for something, like we're not just going to ignore that thing. Um, 100%. I mean, you, you characterize it perfectly. Um, People, open doors is awesome and I love using it. And I know my teammates do as well and it makes things easy, but not all deals take place through open doors. 
Um, there's a lot of businesses that want to work with college athletes that don't know what to do. And there's athletes that don't know how to reach those businesses. So that's still something that's getting figured out. And while we're in the midst of fall camp and football season will be even busier during the fall, um, it's going to be tough trying to navigate that. So for us, I feel fortunate that we have a lot of resources with open doors that can help us reach out to different companies. And there are people in this building that have our best interests that are helping do those things. You feel like you've had some, some stuff kind of taken off your plate in that regard with football starting, are you able to kind of delegate some of that stuff a little bit? Um, I haven't really right now, but that is the plan moving forward. You know, I can't really speak too much on it at the moment, but that is the plan because it would just be impossible for me to try. I mean, I need to dedicate a certain amount of time towards football mm-hmm. and, and school, obviously I'm still in school. Yeah. So whatever chunk of time I have left, I don't know if I necessarily wanted to all go towards NIL. I'd rather have someone else help me with that where they can navigate it or help me navigate it for me where I can spend my time how I want. Yeah. I've talked to some of your teammates about this. And then I talked to other guys around the big 10 at big 10 media days. And, and for some of the older guys, the, the sense is like, yeah, that stuff is available to us. That stuff is out there, but you know, we're, we're reaching the, the point of the calendar where what you do on a Saturday. And, and so by default, what you do throughout the weekday at practice is going to determine what you're able to do with NIL. So now's the time to really oh, focus. Yeah. you kind of feel the same way. Definitely. And I mean, it's, it's pretty clear. Like if you're not having success on the field, if you're not going to win games, um, do your job. And that's not going to happen unless you practice well, prepare well and spend a certain amount of time on the football itself. NIL deals aren't going to be, you know, stacking up if you're having that sort of success. So you have a deal with degree. Maybe this is TMI, but you're, are you a stick guy or a spray guy? I'm a big stick guy. I, okay. I'm very good. I, I tried it one time. I, you know, my God mother gave me a present one time that was spray and I tried it out. It just didn't feel right. It was weird. Weird. You got deodorant as a present. <laughs> it was like, it, it wasn't like she just sent me spray. Okay. What are those like care package deals for college kids? Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. you know, bed sheets and you know there's deodorant and soap in there you know the whole and it was very valuable to me at the time good stuff good stuff let's do a little locker room superlative segment um who has the best brand logo on the team you can't say yourself oh and and even if i could i definitely wouldn't because i think it's tough i really like cam jurgens his beef jerky his little bowl with the there's a little ring in the nose sweet and then Damian Jackson. I don't know if this is public knowledge or not, but I would assume it's, it's fair. I, you know, I got, I don't want to misspeak on Damian, <laughs> but he has a tattoo on the side of his body. And that is that logo. And so his logo is awesome. The little trident. I don't even know if it's like a, a lizard thing, um, but it's, it's pretty sweet. So I'd say it's a tie between those guys. Yeah. Damien's is great. Those were kind of the two the two guys that I expected you to say. Um, I just absolutely love Cam's whole brand. It's a whole thing. Beef jerky is just awesome. Yeah, Cam. Yeah. Oh, I thought Cam Beef jerky is awesome, but also Cam Taylor. I kind of forgot about his. I like the Cam juice 
deal as well. I know he just launched a website. Um, a lot of guys have some good stuff out there. Yeah. Are we going to get, do, do you have a website or merchandise or anything like that? Are we going to get any of that stuff from you? So I don't have a, a website or merch at the moment, but I'm in the works with Matt Sichterman, who is like our team website maker. <laughs> and he's going to make me a website. We're going to put some stuff up. I'm not sure if merch is something is, if I want to go down that road, um, it's not something that's, that's really intrigued me, I guess, you know, it's not something I've, I've wanted to necessarily do. I, I like being able to wear other teammates stuff and support them through that and not have to wear my own thing for my own brand. You know, it's pretty cool. And then they can support you by listening to your podcast. How many of your teammates listen exactly. to your podcast? I've had quite a few come up and be like, what the hell about, you know, a burger segment about who ate the most burgers or <laughs> this and that. So that's always fun. And they, and they all want to be on it, which in time, hopefully that will be. That's good. I think, I think it's really cool that you have, I mean, you had, you had guys you throw the football to on, but you've also had guys on your podcast who are like trying to take your head off on a, on a oh, play yeah. basis, which is cool. Definitely. Um, worst golfer on the team. <laughs> See, the thing is, there's a lot of bad golfers. There are, there's guys who go out there and think they're good and they're really bad. Um, <laughs> I'd have to say, you know, Garrett Nelson was really bad last summer. And this summer, he's gotten a lot better. So I don't necessarily call him the worst. Matt Farniak was terrible when I played with him. Absolutely terrible. A lot of those guys avoid it. Uh, Mo Berry was god-awful out there. Oh, my God. <laughs> we were like, dude, just go home. It's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. Um, I'd like to highlight a couple of the good ones. There's a group that's good, like Travis Vokalek, Levi. Cam Jurgens is actually really good. Um, I'd like to include myself in that group, but maybe that's speaking too highly of myself. Uh, Austin Allen's really good too. Okay, that's good. Um, the, the thing about avoiding it, my uh, my father-in-law golfs, like travels around the country to go to different golf courses. He's like ridiculous at it. And I'm I, into it. I just avoid going because I'm so terrible at it. I have the worst slice and instead of trying to fix the slice, I just aim way oh, over yeah. the opposite direction to compensate for it. And it makes the slice worse. <laughs> there are guys, yeah, there are guys who line up on the tee box and are aimed way left and it <laughs> ends up right in the middle of the fairway somehow. That's the best. Yep. Um, best fisherman on the team. Um, I would say it's tough. Like guys right now, I don't know if there's a, a big one right now, but the Davis twins were big fishermen um, when they played and Cam Jurgens, I mean, he's kind of a guy of a lot of trades uh, goes out and fishes. Chris Cassidy is a big fisherman. I know he's not a, a big name, but he is my neighbor and he goes out a ton. Interesting. Um, who has the, uh, the worst haircut facial hair combo on the team? <laughs> Oh man, we have a, it's tough. That's tough. Tough to throw a guy into the bus. We have a couple of chin strap beards, which I've never been a huge fan of. Um, I don't want to say any names, but haircuts, <clears throat> it's tough. You know, I'd say a lot of guys have, have great style. There was a time, uh, <laughs> you've seen Coach Duvall's haircut. He, he'll like shave the middle of his head 
down just a little bit and the top, the other sides of his like flat top will be higher. Never been a big fan of that. Never been. And some guys have beards that are like Gandalf type beards. That yeah. Trim. I was going to ask you best and call it like the, uh, the annual Cade Warner achievement award. <laughs> Cause that mustache was awesome. But uh, Cam's hey, got a pretty good mustache now too. Yeah, he does. It's kind of a thing the linemen do every once in a while if they can grow it. Interesting. Um, I have I have two more that I I didn't give you ahead of time because oh, I'm ready. I, I want unfiltered Adrian, um, the guy on the defense who talks trash to you more than anyone else. Mm. You know, it's it's a mix. Ty Robinson loves talking smack. He does. Uh, and definitely the secondary. Deontay, me and him talk smack all the time. And he's a generally quiet guy, but I think it's because we've known each other since we got here at the same time and our lockers are right next to each other. Constantly talking smack. Cam Taylor likes to, likes to talk a little bit. Um, I would say the linebackers are generally quiet. But yeah, it's it's D line and secondary that are always chirping. Interesting. So that question comes. You uh you had mentioned on on the podcast with uh with Damian and Ty that Colin Miller used to be a big one. Oh, so. Colin was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but he got me fired up, and I got him fired up, so it worked out. Good. Um, last one. You guys as players, I I want to ask you this, but I don't want you to get in trouble. You guys as players get to put your coaching staff through a pro day style workout. Who is going to have the poorest showing or maybe look the most awkward trying to get through those drills? Uh, I, you know what? It'll be fine. You know, I would say, uh, I see the thing is no matter who I say, that person's going to get butthurt. I think, you know, that person's going to get butthurt. If, if I put them, through all the pro day drills, I'd say Lubick and Verduzco probably. <laughs> Lubick's got some speed to him, but I just don't know if uh, how well he's doing on some of that other stuff, some of the agility stuff. Okay. Uh, Verdu, I love him, and he's got a great coordination, but I think he's just a little too old right now to put up good numbers in the, in some of those areas. If anyone says anything to you, just tell them to get mad at me. Who has the, who has the best showing? Um, Coach Rude, I think, or Coach Fitch. Oh, yeah. Those guys are, yeah. I mean, Coach Rude looks like he could play right now if he wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to talk about something a little bit more serious. So a couple of weeks ago, Noah Vedral was in Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Days. Um, and I asked him about taking over at Rutgers as, as one of the, you know, he became the starting quarterback. He became one of the public faces of the team. Um, what that was like kind of, to, to do that during a pandemic. He talked about his process that he uses to, to get to know people as people before getting to know them as football players. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about your process in that regard. Now, like Nebraska does pretty well with, with Frost and Verdue to kind of take some of the burden of being like the quarterback off of your shoulders. Um, mm. But you, I mean, you've still been the guy since you got to campus. So, so for like the last three years, You've been a voice of the team, a face of the team, and a leader in the locker room. Um, I'd imagine to be able to, to do that, you have to earn some unyielding trust 
in the locker room before you can do that. So I guess, how did you go about building those relationships and earning that trust? Yeah, hundred percent. I, Purdue has a saying that leadership is performance and performance is leadership. And I truly do believe in that. And that comes in games, but it also comes in practice. So earning that respect, it's going balls to the wall, all out in practice, making the right decisions, making the right plays, holding guys accountable and not letting up whatever that standard is. And that respect happens over time. And it's in the weight room. They see, see me working as hard as I can, throwing up weight. I'm not doing different workouts because I'm a quarterback. I'm doing everything that, that they're doing and, and doing it better if I can. Um, that's the first part. The second part is understanding the person. Because I, I, I really do believe you can't have one approach to every single one of your teammates. Uh, you can't yell at everyone. You can't be all you know, just Mr. Nice Guy to everyone. There, there's a blend of everything and each situation is unique. And I've gotten so much better at that in my time here and understanding kind of those unique dynamics and putting more time into the person. Because Noah's right. I mean, he hit it on the head. You have to know what makes that person tick, but also build that trust. And in my mind, a friendship to where they know I'm not attacking them personally on the field. It is about us moving together to be better. So what that looks like for me, it means creating a Snapchat group chat and sending stupid snaps in the, in there and getting guys to laugh and to know me off the field, because on the field, I have to be a certain way, but off the field, I can be more me. I could be maybe a little lighter, make guys laugh, enjoy each other's company Maybe after meetings, we hang back and we eat dinner together as a group. Maybe one weekend we go see a movie. It's little things like that, spending time off the field um, to where we can grow, group, uh, grow close as a group off the field and, and not just as football players so we could respect each other more on there and, and trust each other. It's a genuine trust. Yeah. It, I mean, maybe this isn't interesting to the, the people listening to this, but this is, I mean, that stuff is super interesting to me. Like yeah. for you, like, I mean, you had to do that right away. You had to do that as a, as a freshman, you're trying to learn how everything works, but also like you have that kind of responsibility, I guess, were you, were you comfortable being that kind of outgoing person, that person that needs to, that needs to do all of that stuff? Were you comfortable with that right away? Or is that something you had to grow with? I think I had to grow with it, honestly. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have Stanley Morgan, who was uh, a great guy who worked his tail off, and he led that receiver room and did it really well. And that boosted me. I had Gerald Foster on the offensive line. and some. There were some established leaders that helped me transition into being the guy to where I didn't have to do all the leadership uh, things because those guys had it and they knew what it took and they'd been there and done it. And I got to learn from them. And I, quite honestly, I, I didn't do a good enough job uh, looking back at it, at getting to know those guys on a, on a deeper level off the field. I don't, I didn't think I did enough. And I think sophomore year, I, I didn't do enough again, uh, but I, I grew and I, I learned tough lessons and I figured that piece out and I am where I am now. And, and in my mind, that's, a guy who understands those things and understands the value um, that, that can bring. And maybe that 
one night after practice, we all hang back. Doesn't seem like a big deal, but a week from then, I throw a post to Oliver Martin. I know where he's going to be. He knows where I'm going to put that ball. And yes, it has to do with the reps, but it also has to do with the friendship that we have and the trust that I'm going to get it to him and that he's going to be there for me. That's awesome. Do you, I, I, I'm not saying this is happening right now by, by every account. You guys are a really tight knit group, um, but just, just hypothetical. There's discord between guys on the defense, between one or two guys on the defense. Do you feel like it's your responsibility to get involved there? Um, maybe be there, but no, because I am a, a leader of the team, but I think a part of me growing as a leader has been delegating and bringing other leaders up with me to where, I mean, I, I shouldn't have to be involved in that because we have Ben Stilley, we have Deontay, Cam Taylor, Garrett Nelson, I mean, guys on top of guys who, and JoJo, I mean, shoot, they'll get that thing figured out. And maybe I need to be there to understand the situation and the effect that it could have on our team, whatever it is, but they'll get that thing sorted out. And it's trusting that and appreciating what they bring to the table and how they're going to get it sorted. It'll make them stronger without me having to be a part of it. And there's some instances on offense where the same thing's true. Austin Allen, Travis, or you know, Alante or Cam Jurgens, it's powerful when they go step up and, and, and do something different leadership wise where I'm, I'm not involved When things like that happen. Our team's growing. It's better. Interesting. How Ben's been through a lot. He's been through a lot at Nebraska. He's been around for a long time. Has, has he been super helpful for you just with, with all of his collective life experience? Oh yeah. I mean, still he's a grandpa might as well be. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're right. He has a ton of experience. And I think that equates to knowing what it's going to take to be a, a good team, a winning football team. He, he knows where we are and where we need to be. Um, and leadership wise and, and, and team chemistry wise, and whether it's navigating, you know, whatever's going on, he has a lot of valuable information to share. You're four for you now at Nebraska. We've, we've yeah. kind of seen you grow up in this program. Mm -hmm. How, how do you feel like you've grown as a man since, since you've gotten here? Yeah, I, I couldn't have drawn it up like this. I had no idea what it was going to be like, and I wish it was all sunshine and rainbows, but it hasn't been, and it's turned me into the man I am now. I feel like I'm much more developed as a human being than I would have been if we just had gone undefeated you know, every year, as great as that would have been. Um, and as a leader, the relationships I've built and the adversity I've overcome, I've just become more strong in my identity and, and who I am and, and, and proud of what I've accomplished through it all. Yeah. So that's saying iron sharpens iron and fire yeah. forges iron. So you guys have definitely been through a lot of it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How excited are you to, to just, <clears throat> be able to have a, a normal season this year. And, and I mean, I'm sure you guys are super excited about the team that you have, but you're going to have fans in the stands. It's going to feel like a normal season. How excited are you as we get close to it? I'm, I'm pumped. I know the guys are too. And, and part of it almost doesn't feel real just because of all that was crazy last year. Like, I don't know if I'll believe it until I'm in the stadium and the place is packed. Um, 
but I'm, I'm so excited. It, not having fans really, you take it for granted. You, you really do. And, and just the energy that it brings and just the overall environment and how that makes college football so great when you have those type of environments and not having it sucked. So yeah. I'm juiced and I know our guys are too. I say this not as a way to like discredit last season at all. Like I don't, I don't want it to come off that way, but like, did it, did it feel a, a little, maybe like a preseason because of all of the, the weirdness surrounding it? You didn't have camp leading up to or, or spring ball leading up to it. And then just weird stuff surrounding. Did it feel like preseason at all? It was, it was bizarre. It was bizarre. It's, I wouldn't call it preseason because, and, and I would, I don't want to call it a scrimmage either. You know, but we go up and we're, we got Ohio State on the other side of the ball, but there's not – there's like 10 people in the stands. It's hard to put words onto that feeling, but it, it like, sucks. To, it, it makes it feel like it doesn't count when it does. You know, and you obviously approach it like it does, and it did count, but it wasn't the same. Yeah. I wonder about that. It definitely – a scrimmage is a good a good – word to use because you don't want it to feel like a scrimmage but it looks like yeah scrimmage kind of so all right man well i told you 30 minutes and and you got to run you've got a busy schedule thank you so much for uh for coming on this podcast really appreciate you having you on yeah thank you everybody listening i said it in the beginning i'll say it again make sure you subscribe to adrian's podcast athletes unfiltered it's awesome listen to every new episode that comes out and uh yeah I guess just everybody's kind of waiting on pins and needles to see what happens this season. Um, the, the, the folks at Hale Varsity will keep you covered in the, in the run up to it and, and keep reading Hale Varsity and keep listening to Adrian's podcast and keep listening to this podcast. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. A Huda Media Production.